The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gagillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit att.com slash hypergig for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that rockets through history one story at a time. I'm Gabe Luzier, and today we're looking at a major milestone in space exploration, the day when a black American astronaut finally broke a long-standing barrier at NASA. The day was August 30th, 1983. U.S. astronaut Guion Bluford became the first African American in space. Just after 2.30 a.m., he and his crewmates launched into low-Earth orbit aboard the Space Shuttle Challenger and spent the next six days completing various tasks and experiments before returning safely to Earth. Guion, who often went by Guy, completed three additional shuttle missions over the course of his NASA career. Altogether, he logged 688 hours in space, slightly more than 28 and a half days. On all four flights, he served as a mission specialist, which is essentially a scientist astronaut. Guillaume Stuart Bluford Jr. was born on November 22, 1942, in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. He was the eldest of three sons born to Guillaume Bluford Sr., a mechanical engineer, and Lolita Bluford, a special ed teacher. Both his parents and his grandparents had attended college, and from an early age, Guy and his siblings were taught the importance of education. 
As a child, Guy developed what would prove to be a lifelong fascination with flying, and in his teenage years, he decided he wanted to design and build airplanes for a living. After high school, he enrolled in Penn State University, where he earned a bachelor's degree in aerospace engineering. In 1965, he joined the U.S. Air Force ROTC program so that he could learn how to fly planes before he started building them. He trained as a fighter pilot and graduated with his pilot wings later that year. Soon after, Guy was commissioned as an Air Force second lieutenant and assigned to a squadron in Vietnam. He went on to fly 144 combat missions during the war and earned several medals for his service, including the Vietnam Cross of Gallantry. Once his tour of duty was complete, Guy remained in the service as a flight instructor, training the next generation of fighter pilots. He also continued his education, graduating from the Air Force Institute of Technology with a master's degree in aerospace engineering in 1974 and a doctorate in the same field in 1978. That same year, Guy Bluford Jr. and 34 others were selected out of a pool of nearly 10,000 applicants to become space shuttle astronauts for NASA. In previous programs, astronauts had been chosen from a narrow field of white male test pilots. That began to change with the space shuttle program in the 1970s as NASA expanded its selection criteria to include scientists, engineers, and medical doctors. This change added some much-needed diversity to the astronaut corps. In addition to Guy, there were two other African Americans in his class, Dr. Ronald McNair and Lieutenant Colonel Frederick Gregory. There was also Ellison Onizuka, who later became the first Asian American in space, as well as six women candidates, including Sally Ride, who became the first American woman in space just two months before Guy's first flight. Guy was officially designated a NASA astronaut in August of 1979, and four years later, he traveled to space for the first time on flight STS-8, the third mission of the Space Shuttle Challenger. It was the first shuttle launch conducted at night, although the crew didn't actually blast off from the Kennedy Space Center in Florida until the early morning of August 30th. The launch went off without a hitch, but one member of the five-person crew had an unusual reaction to the experience. When the crew reviewed the onboard recordings after returning to Earth, they realized that someone had been laughing nonstop during the launch. Guy later recalled the incident, saying, quote, We listened to it for quite a while to try and figure out who it was, only to come to the conclusion that it was me. I mean, I laughed and giggled all the way up. It was such a fun ride. During the mission, Guy was responsible for deploying a communication satellite on behalf of the government of India. He and his fellow crew members also tested out the shuttle's robotic arm and conducted scientific experiments on how space affects the human body. Over the course of 145 hours, or six days, the Challenger crew orbited the Earth 98 times. Then, on September 5, 1983, they landed safely at Edwards Air Force Base in California. In the decade that followed, Guy Bluford flew three more times as a mission specialist for NASA. His second flight, STS-61A, was in late 1985. He and seven other crew members flew aboard Challenger as part of the first Space Lab mission. 
It was also Challenger's final mission before the shuttle exploded after liftoff in January of the following year. Guy wasn't on that flight, but several astronauts he had joined the program with were, including Ron McNair. After the tragic accident, NASA suspended flights for the next two years. Guy used the downtime to complete a second master's degree, this time receiving one in business administration from the University of Houston at Clear Lake. Flights resumed in 1988, and Guy's next assignment came three years after that. In April of 1991, he flew on flight STS-30 aboard the space shuttle Discovery, where he conducted a series of unclassified experiments for the U.S. Department of Defense. He also carried out the only classified portion of the mission by releasing a military communication satellite from the cargo bay. Guy's final flight, STS-53, launched in early December the following year, and also focused on DoD experiments and the deployment of a classified satellite. After returning to Earth for the fourth time in his life, Guy decided his time in the astronaut corps had come to a close. He retired from NASA and the U.S. Air Force in July of 1993 and took a job in the private sector in the field of aerospace engineering. He remained connected to the space program, though, both through business contracts and as a consultant for the Columbia Accident Investigation Board that was convened to examine the deadly breakup of the space shuttle Columbia in 2003. Guy Bluford never set out to be a trailblazer or a role model. As a quiet, humble guy, he actually wouldn't have minded if Ronald McNair or Frederick Gregory had become the first African-American in space instead of him. He said as much in a 2013 NASA interview when he explained, quote, All of us knew that one of us would eventually step into that role. I told people that I would probably prefer not being in that role because I figured being the number two guy would probably be a lot more fun. That said, when it was decided that he would be the first, Guy didn't shrink from the challenge. I wanted to set the standard, he said. Do the best job possible so that other people would be comfortable with African Americans flying in space and African Americans would be proud of being participants in the space program and encourage others to do the same. I felt an awesome responsibility and I took the responsibility very seriously of being a role model and opening another door to black Americans. But the important thing is not that I am black, but that I did a good job as a scientist and an astronaut. Guy more than lived up to that responsibility. He was the first black American in space, but he wasn't the last. Since the time of his first flight, 18 other African American astronauts and counting have made the journey into space, including the first black woman, Mae Jemison. So while Pioneer may not have been the role he was after, Guy Bluford definitely had the right stuff for the job. I'm Gabe Blusier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you'd like to keep up with the show, you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. And if you have any comments or suggestions, please send them my way at thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks as always to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thanks to you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class.
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.